I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What is going on everybody? My name is Colin Lawler. Welcome to another week of Movie Mondays. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We're back again talking all the week's movie news, entertainment news, and just generally having a bit of a chit-chat about everything to do with film. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Meehan. Sean, how is it going? It's going good, Connor. You look very warm in that hoodie, might I say. I, I have a big woolly fleecy thing on. Oh. It's called an Eskimo suit, Sean. Well, you look like the monkey in that Ikea ad, and it's the comfiest I've ever seen a human. So I am jealous. <laughs> I just want to be comfy when we talk about movies. That's the ma- that's the dream. And I'm in a three-piece suit. <laughs> you always turn up in that. I don't know why. Some of us like to make an effort. You're working from home. It's fine. <laughs> a four-piece suit, then. <laughs> Um, so this is Movie Monday, Sean. We um, we normally have lots of fun discussing all things movie news, as we say, right? But this week we had a few trailers. Yes. And, well, I should say last week we had a few trailers and we didn't get to one of them in particular. So this week we will be covering the Black Widow trailer because last week we, we weighed up the options and we felt Loki was going to be more important. But this Yeah, week, Loki had we'll just come back. out as well, so we wanted to get in on that. Yeah, so this week we're going to just go back and just do a quick overview of the Black Widow trailer shot. But first, we're starting at Indiana Jones number five. Now, I know you love Indiana Jones. And I know you love the last one in particular when he fights the aliens and he escapes a nuclear blast by hiding in a fridge. Yeah, Shia LaBeouf is there, swings with some monkeys (laughs) on some vines. Uh, and they invest, invested heavily in green screen on that film. Sh- Shia was big back then, though. 2008 was his year. That was a big year for Shia. He had that. He had Transformers. Oh, my God. he was It was on the up and up. He was the biggest star in Hollywood. Tom Hanks move over, he said. His, uh, Shia surprise. Uh, <laughs> Shia surprise. 
foot, Sean. This week, we have learned more news about everyone's favourite movie that is definitely happening, no matter what you want and what I want. <laughs> Indiana Jones 5 gets Phoebe Waller-Bridge into the cast, Sean, as one of the co-leads alongside Mr. Harrison Ford. My goodness, that is... I, first of all, you you said at the start, no matter what we want or what anyone wants, no matter what Harrison mm. Ford wants, I think this movie no. is happening. They're going to wheel him in. They're going to wheel him and just say, say the line. Say the, say the line, Harrison. <laughs> and then, so, okay. So she's in, like, one of the leads. Is this going to be another, like, kind of buddy cop thing, like Kingdom of the Crystal Skull was? Because in that one... Uh, uh, Shia LaBeouf Shia. or or, yeah. or Mutt as he is known in universe uh, do you actually know his name from that movie that yeah. is very impressive but also sad it's Mutt Williams I think is his name <laughs> fuck's sake Mutt Williams <laughs> Mutt Williams um, and the, <laughs> Shia's so, greatest character yeah but he's like a, he's like a rough and tumble dude but I think like yeah. Harrison Ford is like a teach. like Indiana Jones is a teacher at the end of the day. So I think Phoebe Waller-Bridge is like a student or is she another is rough and tumble dude? I don't know. Have you ever seen Indiana Jones teach anyone? There's there's that scene in, I think it's Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, and he's he's being a teacher and he's teaching. But like all of his students want to have sex with him, apparently. <laughs> Uh, it's it's it's, it's really 1980s weird. It's nineteen eighties Harrison Ford, Sean. We oh. all want to have sex with nineteen eighties Harrison Ford. Nineteen eighty was a good year for Harrison Ford. <laughs> Shia is looking at nineteen eighty for Harrison. He's like, "Fuck! Well, I wish I had that a year." I, I can't top that. I just can't top that. <laughs> so, like, I'm I will be baffled when I see this movie because there's no way it's going to be good, right? Yeah, that's one of the interesting... Like, Harrison Ford hates all movies, and we're okay with that. Yeah. And he's... And, like, we've just accepted it, and we're fine. Now, he came back for Star Wars, and in The Force Awakens, I would say he was the best part of that film. By, like, he was the the bit that he was classic Han Solo. And that's why everyone kind of loved that film. Yeah, and in... Spoilers, in The Last... Skywalker Jedi? What's that movie called? Nine? Number nine. Number nine. He comes back and he's there, but like mm. he's reading lines and he's getting a paycheck. So I But he was so pumped up for number seven because they told him he was gonna die that he was putting it all in because he was like, This is the last time, baby. <laughs> Never again. <laughs> free the curse. So maybe they lured him back into Indiana Jones to be like we're going to put you in another fridge, but this time you don't survive. Dude, I, he has to die at the end, I think. I want him to die in a fridge, yeah. You're in a fridge. <laughs> what if he wakes up and he's still in the fridge and then he dies? It's all <laughs> been a fever another, dream. I want another nuclear blast to go off and he runs into the fridge and it blows up and he's just dead because there's no way he survives. <laughs> that would be amazing, actually. If there was a, like Himself and Phoebe Waller-Bridge are just like, Sitting around, and just like a nuclear bomb goes off, and he and Phoebe Waterbridge is like panicking, but Harrison Ford is just like chilling, just like smoking uh, like a joint on the couch. It's been like it's fine, I've got this, and he slowly gets up and meanders over to the fridge. <laughs> and when he gets up, he's like, ah, oh, oh, big stretch, big stretch, ready for, for this, <laughs> and 
then he's like he like calmly takes everything out of the fridge and places it on the counter as if he's gonna <laughs> he come back he didn't do that later. beforehand <laughs> no. he didn't do it he knew it was coming he was like I'll leave the steaks in <laughs> yeah. and then he just clambers into the fridge and then Phoebe Waller Bridge is looking Phoebe Waller Fridge that'd be good uh, Phoebe Waller Fridge and then she's looking at him like what the fuck and then the door opens a crack and a hand comes out and like beckons her in <laughs> And there's dance music going on <laughs> inside. It's got a little rave. Yeah, all you see is the sparkly ball spinning around. <laughs> What's he doing in that fridge? It's like the lockers in Men in Black. It's a whole other universe. And then the next scene is just them at the funeral. How could he have thought that he would have survived? Fuck. <laughs> but, and it's just like, oh no, he overdosed on ecstasy in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> he survived the blast. Survived the blast. <laughs> he just he had st- a bad meal. Food poisoning. Food poisoning. <laughs> he was eating raw steak. <laughs> he was eating raw steaks. Um, so, the Indiana Jones 5 has gotten Phoebe Waller-Bridge um, from Fleabag and Solo, of course. So, mm. they do have a bit of a Star Wars connection, Sean. Um, but do. probably not. Because she was technically in a movie based on his character. That's... That's a very tenuous link, but I'll allow it. Very tenuous. Very tenuous. But I think she's a really good actress. I think she's a very talented lady. Mm. So bring her in. It's being directed by James Mangold, another very talented human being. So maybe this could be good. I Like, look, Logan was great. We'll all acknowledge yeah. that. Can you do Logan with Indiana Jones? Do I want to see a miserable old Indiana Jones without superpowers? I mean, that's just Harrison Ford. <laughs> no, he can fly sometimes. <laughs> Sorry, sometimes, <laughs> but but he doesn't like to because he's like I, he's t- he's not bothered. He's not bothered. He's t- he just wants to be left alone. Is all he wants. <laughs> I think. Also, I should say that not only does it have James Mangold directing, not only has it now got Phoebe Waller Bridge in, and you've got Harrison Ford, of course, coming back, but John Williams will return to score the soundtrack, Sean. So. All I'm saying is Oscars. I don't want to put it out there too early, but I'm thinking this could be... What if this is good? Like, Hmm. what if? What if? I don't know. I don't... Because if it's good, they'll want to make another one, surely. Oh, he doesn't want to make another one. No, he doesn't want to, but they'll set up something in universe. He'll tank the last few scenes just so it doesn't get remade. He'll just, like, call out all the plot points. There'll be a series of that over the credits being like, and another thing. <laughs> it's also being produced by Steven Spielberg. So, I'm, I mean... Does, St- does now, Spielberg have the clout he used to? I I suppose it depends on the production. Like, it's he's Indiana Jones Spielberg. Like, you just say Indiana Jones and you're saying Spielberg's producing. Okay, that gives it a bit of clout. But I feel like, in general, maybe if he did another Tintin movie, maybe not so much. Yeah, a Ready Player One, perhaps? <laughs> perhaps. Uh, I don't know. I suppose he would. And John Williams has big uh, big drawing power just as a soundtrack maker. Yeah, oh, like it'll sound great, I'm sure. But mm. the rest of the film, I'm, I'm jury's still out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hans, Zimmer, Hans Zimmer's working on the one bit in the fridge. But he, he and John Williams are working together. <laughs> they, get, they get Lil Nas X to do the bit in the fridge, I think. <laughs> Lil Nas. He's been brought in for that one scene. I, I watch it. And he's talking at the funeral. 
<laughs> my tunes were too good. I regret nothing. <laughs> I Look, this is another little weird plot twist to this film that we did not have high hopes for, but it's since brought in Phoebe Waller-Bridge and John Williams and James Mangold, and now I'm in an annoying position where I'm starting to think... I'm I'm now veering towards it might be okay and I feel like that's a weird position and also a bad position because then you'll get your heart broken more. That's a slippery slope towards caring mm. about something, Connor. And I would <laughs> you strongly don't want to be caring about things. You don't want to have feelings. That's 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 weakness. Now, Sean, speaking of caring about things, oh, um, if National everyone could like and review the podcast, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, my actual segment was speaking of caring about things, Sean. Mm. The next peep, the next group of people really care about a specific thing, and they like to set up little campaigns on a little oh, social no. media platform known as Twitter. Now, I don't know what it is, but it's coming up big these days. Is it? And <laughs> is it on the up and up? <laughs> it's on the up and up. That and Bebo, I'm thinking, right? <laughs> but. I have a piece of news, Sean, that I think you'll like. Now, a few weeks ago, a certain movie came out. Um, it was four hours long. And it was a two-year campaign to get it up and run it. Get it out into the public, because the people wanted it. Yeah. A movie that f- spun off from that film is Ben Affleck's Batman film. I know. Now, Sean, what I have for you is a DC fan campaign that has started in the past week that has gained a lot of traction that just says, hashtag, make the Batfleck movie. Sean, has Zack Snyder started a trend that we are now on the slope and the, sli- the slipperiness has gone, it's just pure mud. It's just, it, it's pure fucking 90 degree vertical. I think, <laughs> like, it's a... It, I think they set a real bad precedent by making Snyder Cut. Uh, like, they caved in a lot of ways. I get, like, oh, we made it because the fans wanted it. You caved to pressure. Um, mm. And what what's the hashtag for this one? Uh, the hashtag is make the Batflick movie. Make the Batflick. It doesn't have the same ring as release the Snyder Cut. Mm, yeah. I and But hashtag restore the Snyder verse was also trending as well there's two and different camps Flick, there's but that's the same camp though <laughs> like if his yeah. universe goes more this would be the movie that then continues it. It, it it's true but i don't think because because warner brothers we've talked about this that they're theory like they're, they have it in their heads that there's going to be two separate batman canons one in the dceu mm. and one is the robert pattinson version which means you have a free hit to bring back Affleck. But I don't think. But I think he, Affleck's surely well out at this point, right? I think he was out, but now the Snyder Cut has come out. I think he could be brought back in <sighs> I with can't Deathstroke. Go through this again. We used to. <laughs> we it, this was early days of the podcast. It used yes. to be weekly reports of Affleck being in or out. <laughs> It feels like the pandemic has made time reverse. <laughs> like I, I'm talking about the same stories I was talking about in 2018. I, is Affleck in or out? <laughs> is Indiana Jones Five being made? Like I'm fairly sure we've had that discussion. So, I okay. I get people wanting to see the universe that was set up, but I think this is an even more dangerous precedent to set because this isn't 
oh, recutting and reshooting some parts of a movie. This is, mm. we cancelled this movie, um, and now, due to fan pressure, we're going to be making it in a universe that is already dead, essentially. It is, but I think it's a combination of the Snyder Cut coming out, and within the Snyder Cut, Batman is a much better character, which I take other than the one mobile where he headshots a parody, but with yeah. a gun. Um, and then he, he is ultimately a million times better in that film than he is in the theatrical cut originally. I don't yes. think that people can debate that. Um, but also in that film is Deathstroke. And Joe Maginello was cast in that role and he looks perfect in that role and his suit is amazing and he just looks really great. And I think it's a combination of, fuck, I'd like to see that happen. Let's see. I guess, and now yeah. they've gotten a sniff. There's like a piece, like a shark, there's a tiny droplet of blood in the ocean and they're like, if we could play it enough, we could get this cool shit. But then, like... I don't. It's tough because I'm all about like things that have been brought back to life by its fans. Like Community is a great example of that. Um, but something maybe it's because I don't like that particular universe. I'm just like, nah, I'm done with it. Mm. I don't want to hear any more about this. Especially with patterns that come out. Like I'm way That's more excited mo- about that. Yeah, I think part of me is like I don't want to divert attention away from other Batman projects because the problems with Batman in that universe are not centered solely in Justice League a lot of it is in Batman vs Superman as well yeah and and you can't go back to change that and that's just the way it is Um, yeah I I don't know how I feel like obviously they want money so they're going to run both of them if they can because it makes sense but and I think Affleck we're, we're not disregarding Affleck as a Batman, I think he's really good in that role of older Batman. Now, he's been written really bad. Yeah. Or he's been edited really bad, depending on who you talk to. Like, apparently the writing was better, but it was edited poorly, in, even in Batman vs. Superman as well. But I I would say that Affleck is great, but as an older Batman, he might only be great for one or two movies. And you, may, you maybe this is the one last one they wanted to squeeze out of him. But I think if he's done, I think he's fine with that. And Pattinson coming up looks really, really cool. If Pattinson, if Pattinson's movie looked a lot worse, I think we'd be like, yeah, bring Affleck back. Let's yeah. see what happens. So yeah, like, and yeah, look, he's done a good job with what with the hand he was dealt in terms of being uh, Batman. He's like, I just, I, I don't, I don't know. And look, this is a fucking deeper discussion altogether. But I think he might be just done with the idea of it because it's so much pressure to put yourself under and he's seen how that can go wrong as well like if it's cut badly and then everyone calls you out for being a bad batman or whatever and look we we we've we've done that with the amount of times we say how much he shoots people but i would i the only way i would allow this to happen or like this to happen this movie comes out it's 90 seconds long Deathstroke shows up, he's swinging the sword, and he's like, face me, Batman, you fucking coward. Batman jumps down off the rooftop, and he's just walking toward him. Deathstroke's like, this guy's really cocky. He pulls out a bazooka (laughs) and a grenade, puts the grenade in the bazooka, 
and blows both and blows Deathstroke halfway across Gotham, and then is like another challenge averted. <laughs> Safety is here, fellow people. And it's just like I didn't see him die, so I didn't kill him. <laughs> or else he just pulls out a sniper and headshots Deathstroke <laughs> from like a hundred feet away. Like I'm. Look, if it happens, it happens. It's not on my like top ten. Hey, give me this movie list. You know, I think mm. when I heard it was cancelled, I was like, oh, that's a shame. And then all my emotion for that project has gone now. And it's hard to bring that back. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. I can see that. Um, Sean, a project that you might have emotion for still, though. Oh. Is, if it, the sequels are getting better, aren't getting they? All right, actually. Yeah, fair play to you. Today's a good day. Today's <laughs> a good day. Normally, they're clunky as fuck. Um, so... <laughs> Sean, a, a, a certain a certain project or a bit of a franchise that you might have a bit of an emotional connection to is Ghostbusters. Now, back in the 80s, Ghostbusters came out. It was pretty big, Sean. It was. It, it was big enough. B- 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 big enough. It was... Big enough. A bit of a phenomenon, I would say, a Connor. Pho- a phenomenon, right? But, Sean... Today, we've had a trailer already for the new Ghostbusters, but what we have this week is just a very much a teaser trailer. It's only 50 seconds long. There's not much to it, other than just have a discussion about maybe the ghost, this Ghostbusters Afterlife film that they are currently pushing out. Mm. Um, it's a legacy sequel, Sean, and we got a small clip of Paul Rudd in the in a shopping centre or a shop. And he runs into a mini stay puffed marshmallow man that there's like hundreds of them and they're all alive. Yeah, like, because a callback to when there was a big one of those. <laughs> it's funny. It's pretty good. Uh, my, my main thoughts on this is like, Paul Rudd, like, he's, he's a Hollywood actor. He just looks like a regular man in this, doesn't he? Yeah, but that's the that's the charm of Rudd. The charm of Paul Rudd. He's the everyman. Anyone could be Paul he's- Rudd. He's the everyman, but he's the everyman for every age. Whether you're 20 or 50, he's the everyman for you. Because he's either 20 or 50. <laughs> Nobody knows. The um, Yeah, it's it's a very short trailer. The Stay Puff men, they all just kind of commit ritualistic suicide over top of s'mores. Mm. Um, Are they just ghosts? Are they infected by the spirits? I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if, like, there part of this movie was that there was research being done on a piece of the big Stay Puff Marshmallow Man, and like that has now proliferated through the Stay Puff Marshmallow world or something like that. <laughs> Connor, you're laughing. Say that sentence you again. Exp- no, you Say expl- that sentence no. Again. Give me your theory on what it is. <laughs> Explain this. I don't. I don't know. That's why I came to you, the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man expert. It's a long title. Um, I just say doctorate for short. Um, <laughs> but Sean, I, I would say that either they've been infected by the spirits. Um, I like to say the spirits. I just like to say that the phrase. Spirits. But I, they've been affected by the spirits, Sean. You, we all know the story. It's a classic tale. But I think that Paul Rudd could be. Not much... I don't think he's in this movie a lot, or else he's just, like, the older teacher, because it is about um, kids and them moving to this town, and then the town gets hit with a lot of earthquakes, and then they turn out that they have a connection to the original Ghostbusting team. That's the plot of the film, so I'm assuming Paul Rudd is there for star power, 
to get people in and then they're going to try and hopefully build a franchise off the kids. Yeah, I get you. He's like the science teacher dude. Um, who, I, I think, the, the from what I saw, I watched the original trailer that we got last year as well. Um, and he's like, he's real into the Ghostbusters. Like, I mm. think he's just a super fan. Um, so I think he's going to be like the the guy who explains it to the kids and conversely the audience who don't like the people in the audience who haven't seen the original Ghostbusters. And what we should also say is that uh, Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Ernie Hudson, Sigourney Weaver and Annie Potts are all coming back to reprise their role. Even Bill Murray, who historically has been very against returning to Ghostbusters as him as the original as himself, who he yeah. played in the originals. Um, he was in the 2016 one, but I he was played a sceptic, I think. It was just like a small bit, and then he died immediately. Um, but in this one, he's coming back as his actual character. So what convinced him, he said, was the fact that he read the script over and over again, and he loved the fact that it went back to his roots. So maybe this could be an actually... A good film. Could this be Ghostbusters for like a new generation, Sean? I maybe. Like I don't have that much like nostalgia for Ghostbusters. I think it's neat. Um, and this movie. I looks- think the first one is good. The second one's real bad. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, I watched the TV show as a kid. Uh, the animated yeah, one. Yeah, great. That's great. That's great. That's class. Um, so like, and and a lot of the like little Stay Puft Marshmallow Men. That reminds me very much of like shit that would happen in the cartoon. Um, mm, like small little like ghost things that aren't actually destroying the city but they're like there's like a million mini stay puffed people in my shop yeah they're just causing mischief um, mm. so maybe like and I'm sure there's going to be an end of the world threat in this one uh, but I, I think it's going to ramp up it's like little bits and then maybe a medium sized ghost and then big old stay puffed and then Finn ghost. Wolfhard turns into a, bush, a marshmallow man that's going to be quite the transformation I would think <laughs> I I think it, I think it's going to be really nice to see like they're obviously not kids like they're not 9 or 10 but like a lot of 16 or 17 year olds I think this could be actually quite a good idea to take it back that they just come across these machines and they're like what the fuck are these and like oh your grandfather was a ghostbuster back in the day or whatever they want to do with it um, I, I think this could be good but also once again Sean don't get your hopes up for reboots especially no. when they use the words legacy sequel Le- that's, I was going to address that that's a weird thing that I don't want to continue Mm. Just like it's a it's a very PR wording. It is, it, yeah. It's very designed on a whiteboard, and it's like it's 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 nothing as well. Like it's like it's you're just say a reboot or re or se- say reboot or sequel, not legacy. Just a sequel. Yeah, it's it's just a sequel. <laughs> it's just Ghostbusters three. Like the legacy is implied in the fact that there was something before it. <laughs> and everyone from the previous movies in this movie playing the same people and everyone who is a fan of those movies has seen that they're in this movie it's simple enough <laughs> I can't really. figure it out <laughs> no I'm, I'm I'm still not picking up what you're putting down here <laughs> um, so yeah I think uh, it's just a small little clip if you haven't seen it don't worry about it but it was probably it's just the first bit of footage we've had of this film for quite a while because I think it was originally meant to come out a bit sooner but with the pandemic every movie's been pushed back so this is the first bit of footage we've had for quite a while yeah and look it, it'll be nice to have movies again 
you know, even if it is. <laughs> and look, you need a family summer movie whenever this comes out. I don't know if it's coming out in summer. But you need a movie. November 11th. November 11th. <laughs> you need a Christmas family movie. The original release date, though, July of this year. You need a summer movie. <laughs> you were bang on. You were bang on until you were wrong. But, um, oh. Sean, speaking of rumours, I never said that rumours. Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> They're getting worse. Let's cover the album. Here we go. <laughs> um, I have a rumour, Sean, that might knock your socks off because it's so batshit insane and definitely won't happen, but it is an actual rumour that is going doing the rounds on movie news sites this okay, week. Okay, we don't often do rumours, so I'm excited. Mm. Rumours and hearsay. And the only reason I'm bringing it up is because I have the phrase, wouldn't it be mental, going through my head? <laughs> because, Sean, Spider-Man 4... Rumoured to reunite Sam Raimi and Tobey Maguire could be happening at Sony. Sean. What the fuck? (laughs) Okay, okay. I need to process this in like two sides of my brain. One. Here we go. Wouldn't it be class? Exactly. Wouldn't (laughs) it be class? What the second? Isn't Tobey Maguire pushing 50 at this point? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah so you get a stunt double in to do the suit stuff that's fine that's true yeah I suppose and like old man Spidey kind of deal you make him Peter B. Parker like he's just really out of shape he's washed up and down in his luck so yeah would it follow the original Spider-Man 4 plot Um, um I mean the report does go on the state that it's just an idea that they're currently throwing around at Sony. I won't say that Sam Raimi Tom McGuire have written the script like I'm I'm saying Sony are currently throwing around the idea of bringing it back. Now the interesting thing here is that we know Sony have been wanting to do as much Spider-Man shit as possible because he's their big cash cow. Yeah, and it makes sense. He's the money maker for Sony. He's the money maker, and he's the only one they're definitely ever, never, ever, ever going to give back. Because Until, why would you? Exactly. Until Disney buys the whole company. Yeah, it's basically like fuck you. I'm keeping my one little toy because you have all the other toys. Yeah, exactly. Um, so again, I get what you're saying that it's not solid or concrete in any way. It's just hearsay. Hmm. And, and 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 what an episode to be talking about it in an episode where I poo-pooed the idea of, hey, make that Batman movie that was cancelled. See, now, I knew that was coming up and I thought, he's put his foot in it. I have, I have. <laughs> but also, I don't think I really want this either. Ooh, I thought your nerd brain would be like you'd overcome the logic and be like, no, yeah, let's have it. No, no, that was like that. It put up a good fight, but I think those movies are very of their time. They are before mm. superhero movies were superhero movies. Um, Spider Man Two. An amazing film. We've done a Lazarus Pit show on it on over the Patreon. But we've also done a Lazarus Pit show on Spider-Man 3 in the last few months, Sean. And that has told me that, Jesus, let's not have that again. Exactly. And I can't imagine in a post, like, Endgame and Connected Universes and Avengers and Guardians and all of this... I can't imagine it having it feeling the same as those original three films. 
two out of three of which are quite good. Mm. And the second one, I would say, is excellent. Yeah, so we'll say quite good, excellent, absolute pile of dog shit. Absolute pile of shit, dog shit. You don't want to leave with the dog shit. No, but you also don't want to, like, take that dog shit laden shoe and then step in <laughs> to, like, I just a, a, a room made of white carpet, you know? <laughs> yeah, you don't want this very weird analogy either. No, <laughs> we had to run with it. <laughs> but what, what do you, do you want this? You can't tell me you want this. Um, no, I read this rumour and I thought, that is mad. Um, and then one half of me was, like, freakishly intrigued. Like, but, like, to a... Just because I think it would be awful. And I think I would enjoy watching it because... What can you... But it can't be any worse than Tree. As long as there's no jazz or dancing in the street, it's already an improvement. Yeah. Um... But covering that movie made me give up on these films. I think think we should have went 3-2, but we went 2 and then we reviewed 3. And it's just fresh in my brain how much I hated Peter Parker in that film. Especially when he like drops down and he kisses Gwen Stacy on the lips in front of Mary Jane. And then the next scene is him and Mary Jane in the restaurant. He's like, why is she so mad at me? I can't figure it out. (laughs) I'm I'm going to propose. What's wrong with you, MJ? That's it. Like, as much as, like, I enjoyed them as they were coming out. And we got into this a little bit in the Patreon review. I think, much like um, when I heard Batman was cancelled, I'm kind of done with that universe. Like, I've, I've, it, it was great while it lasted. It had its time. But now we're on to, you know, the new Spider-Man movie that's coming out is very likely going to have Spider like Tobey Maguire Spider-Man in it. So there's that if we want it. There's also the fact that they're brought over the the rumors again, but they might be bringing over Alfred Molina, the one of the best parts of that entire universe. What if you use that movie though to make Tobey Maguire? Peter B. Parker, and then he have an offshoot of number four from that movie. But uh, I, look, I think that is probably the way they would play it. But I don't. Mm. I would rather just have them pop up and incorporate the best bits of the universe into what's already going on. Which uh, Tom Holland is has kind of. I think once if Tom McGuire came back as Spider Man, and we had co- like Tom Holland is also Spider Man. I think that's not going to work out well for Toby. No offence to the man, but even, like, the comparison alone is going to kill him. <laughs> like, it, it really is. Like, it, even the age is going to kill him. Like, it, it's going to kill him on the age, but even, like, once you have Tom Holland and then you go back and watch those films, it's so weird watching them and not being, like, charismatically just charmed by Peter Parker. Yeah. Like... You just, like, in Tom Holland, you wanted to succeed. But in those movies, I was kind of like, I wouldn't be against Tom Maguire getting punched in the face in this movie. Do we have the Andrew Garfield ones in the hat for Patreon? Um, I don't think anyone's thrown it in. But I kind of, I like the Amazing Spider-Man 1, other than the terrible plot. But But like the aesthetic of it. (laughs) Yeah, like, I think it looks great. I think it, it all... It all's pretty fancy, and I I think it's a much better uh, Gwen Stacy Peter Parker connection. Yeah, I think that carries that film. I'm saying all the stuff we're probably going to say if if we have to actually do it on Patreon, That's but right. I think they're better than one and three of Sam Raimi's. 
Amazing Spider-Man. Both of them. Maybe not one. No, yeah, no, probably three. I think it probably goes certainly better uh, than three. Yeah, I, I think it probably goes Sam Raimi two, Sam Raimi one, then Amazing Spider-Man one, and then Amazing Spider-Man two and Spider-Man three are very, very far down the line. And where's Homecoming in that? Homecoming's top. Yeah, I think. <laughs> I think. So. Yeah, no, I was just saying for Sam Raimi and um, is it Webb? Was it Mark Webb Webb who directed those? Mark Webb directed those ones. Um, He's doing Fantastic Four now, actually. He is, and Sam Raimi, who's doing Doctor Strange, which is why he's back in the superhero world. He could be convinced. Look, it'll be weird. It'll be interesting. I don't want it. I don't want it, Connor. Yeah, okay. That's fair enough. But wouldn't it be class? Oh, wouldn't it be class, like? (laughs) But wouldn't it be class, though? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think sometimes you have to look at a story and just go, wouldn't that be class? (laughs) Just forget logic. Um, So, shall we're moving on to something that could be class. (gasps) Because I have Gladiator 2, Sean. The rumour is... See, now you look sad. You look sad. Yeah, I do. Why do you look so sad? I'm heartbroken. I'm heartbroken. No, continue. Why? I just saw. Oh, just... so we were going to cover Gladiator two, and we were like, "How are they going to make this work?" Due to the fact that you know Maximus, he he not alive. Yeah, he... And that's that's a spoiler from a movie from twenty one years ago. That's true. But he's... he's no longer breathing. He's unalived at the end of it. He's unalive. He, he is unalive at the end of that film. But Sean, Gladiator two has now rumored that Chris Hemsworth could be Maximus's son. And will be the lead character in Gladiator 2. Have I brought you back in? In a, in a way. <laughs> is Wait, isn't Maximus' whole thing that his son was killed? He could have had another son. Maybe he I met am, a lovely lady along the way. I, I can't buy that. The character we see in Gladiator <laughs> would have... <laughs> his whole, his whole, whole story identity. is that he's... Tra- He's like, he's the husband of a murdered wife, but he's like cheating on her with some lo- loads of women. <laughs> yeah, that's why he's he's real wound up about the murdered wife bit. The son, he's got several of those. He's fine. He doesn't really give a shit about I, him. I, yeah, okay, another. cool. I'll make another. So, I, okay, so they're going to do the thing then that, oh, Chris Hemsworth survived and... Has gone on to become a gladiator just like his old da. Now this is um, this has all come about because, of course, Russell Crowe last week was confirmed that he would be appearing in Tor: Love and Thunder. Yes. So now it is said that it's rumored to, that while there, the two of them have become good friends, and that Gladiator Two was already in production, and so Russell Crowe was now thinking, you know, if we get Chris Hemsworth in, people will come see Gladiator Two. I mean, I would watch Gladiator 2 with Chris Hemsworth in it. Uh, you would, wouldn't you? I would, honestly, and as much as this like goes against everything I believe in, I would probably watch just a remake of Gladiator with Chris Hemsworth in it. And, and hang on, then we have a quote from one of Russell's, a, a close source to it, Sean, okay. says, Russell thinks that Chris could be the only man to credibly play his son in a Gladiator sequel. Yes, oh, Russell. Specimen of humanity. Only you could be <laughs> the, my progeny. The, the most handsome man that's ever lived. Come here. <laughs> Come here. <laughs> handsome, charming, strong, funny. <laughs> no, not you, Liam. Fuck off. <laughs> Chris. <laughs> I'm looking at you. Chris, get Luke over here. <laughs> <laughs> Luke. 
<laughs> to me once. <laughs> He's like, Chris, come here. I'm doing Gladiator too. Chris is like, yeah. Yes. And I'm looking for a Hemsworth. Yeah. yeah. What's Luke up to? <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go back to doing Tor. <laughs> Fine. Look, I, I think just... Look, it's dumb that there's a Gladiator sequel based on his son, the son of a man whose whole identity is the loss of his wife and child. But what if the child survived, though? Wouldn't it be class? <laughs> wouldn't it be class? Like, we don't need to figure out logic until later on. But we're, in a, we're just in a room here, Sean. We're just coming up a plot. I'm just thinking, what if the son survived? What if half of his morals and half the things that drove him weren't true? What, what about that? What if Palpatine survived? <laughs> I think you bring Oscar Isaac back in Gladiator 2 and halfway into the, f- to the very intro he's just like, somehow the son survived. We don't know how. Minimus will call him. <laughs> That's the best joke of the day. I'll get Minimus. Thanks. If he's not called Minimus, I'm not watching this movie. For all, not for all the Luke Hemsworths in the world. <laughs> and I want Chris Hemsworth whenever he's in a scene he has to get down on his knees and put his shoes under his knees so he looks like he's four foot tall <laughs> ah minimus <laughs> what if they do like the Captain America thing and they just make Chris Hemsworth look tiny oh that'd be great like you just d- digitally take away all the muscles he's worked so hard to achieve he love that it's like that ad with Jason yeah. Momoa remember where he like pulls off the muscle suit and everything like that Oh yeah, no. I think that could totally work. I think Hemsworth would be down for that. I think and so. Luke especially. Yeah. Oh, Luke would definitely do it. Luke is a very accommodating Luke's just looking, man. He's just looking for anything. He's just looking for work. <laughs> Liam and Chris, imagine being Luke. I'm not no harm on Luke, right? Yeah. But your brother's Chris, and then like you're like, okay, maybe I'm the second best. And like Liam's a bit boring, but like. He was in the second movie of a f- absolutely fantastic franchise. Absolutely. Like, there is very much a rating system in the Hemsworths, and we all know who's one and two. Minimus. Minimus. Minimus is Luke. The- um, so, yeah, they could be doing a Gladiator 2 involving a son of Maximus, but we don't know if it's his actual son, who is definitely dead, mm-hmm. or a different son, which would completely ruin the plot of the first movie. Yeah, in many ways, I hope it's a different son and he was just an absolute shitbird the whole time. I hope he was cheating on every woman he's ever met. Just <laughs> He's just constantly just with other women. Just non-stop. Men, women, everyone. Nobody's safe from Maximus. But he just has children up and down the land. They're all, they're all Decimus Aureliuses around here. <laughs> <laughs> the whole village... <laughs> He's living in a village and every one of them, he's like got his own little commune, like a little cult. And he's training them all to be gladiators. <laughs> Minimus, bigger Minimus, Maximus Jr. Well done, guys. <laughs> Maximus, but slightly smaller than me in this. Luke. Um, <laughs> Luke. And that's Chris. Chris Hemsworth plays Luke. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Um, so, Sean, we're moving on. There was a small little poll, actually, during the week. I don't know if I told you about this. Um, oh. But I, I, this is not a news story, but this is just me and you hanging out. Is but it there was a, no a poll for most hated... <laughs> there was a poll for most hated superhero movie franchises of all time. Oh. 
and I wanted to come to you to ask you what did um, what did you think would come number one? Most hated franchise, movie franchise. So I think by this logic they meant like just a number of films, including the same character. So not like one, two, three, but it could just be over fifty years. Right. Okay. Fuck. Okay, that's a tough one. Superhero movies. Is it? Su- is it all superheroes? All superhero movies. Most hated superhero movies. Movie franchises. Is it? Is it X Men? X Men came in at fifth, at number five. Oh. Okay. Yeah, that's the level we're at here. Right. Okay. Uh, uh, is it? Is it the DCEU? Number three. Okay, I'm working up. Is it <laughs> the, the the combination of Daredevil and Elektra? <laughs> Just that one movie. Yeah. That's number one. Yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> what is it? Um, number four, Wolverine, which I think is a bit harsh, harsh. but I suppose... It finished I mean, strong. number two... J- Japanese Wolverine's pretty good. Yeah. And Logan Wolverine. is pretty good. The Wolverine and Logan are both pretty good. Origins we don't speak about. And the rest of them no. are X-Men movies. Yeah, what can you do? And X-Men was number five, so I think it's a bit harsh. Number two is Batman. And Ooh. number one, Superman. Really? No, Superman was voted the most hated superhero movie franchise of all time. That's really... That has to be biased in recent years. Like, I get there were some I shit so. ones, but... Like, I think people might have just thought of Henry Cavill's Superman. Not on Henry Cavill. He's great as Superman. But that particular universe's version of Superman is a bit odd. Even Man of Steel, I don't think is, like... I don't think Man of Steel is worse than, um... Superman uh, 3, Quest for Peace. (laughs) Yeah, but I was also thinking Wolverine Origins. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, Man of Steel is a million times better. Oh, yeah, it's an actual, like, cohesive movie. It's not great. Pa Kent just fucking twisters himself to death. Uh, <laughs> We're not talking about that again. <laughs> oh, son, don't use your superpowers. Don't save me, you little bitch. Don't <laughs> Let me die. Roll the tornado away or some shit. <laughs> also, there was um, most loved superhero movie franchises. Um, mm. And I would like you to guess your top five most loved. So, I will say that I feel like there was a heavy Marvel bias. Because Superman 1, Batman 2, DC, Extended Universe 3. Yeah. No Marvel properties involved in that whatsoever. Um, and so then you move on to the most loved, and I will say three of them are Marvel properties. Uh, is it Iron Man? Uh, no. Oh, Spider-Man? Spider-Man, no. Avengers? Avengers is number four, yes. Fantastic Four. <laughs> How did that... Hi God. Going back up to the mo- war- most hit, how did Fantastic Four not rank one? That's what I was th- I was going to say that, but I was like, no, surely that's obvious. <laughs> like, it's yeah. a trick. Um, no- number five, Deadpool. Which, I mean, there's been two of them. Yeah. Uh, number four, number four, Avengers. Okay, I, c- I can see Avengers in movie franchise. Captain America is number three. Guardians of the Galaxy, there's only been two of them once again. Even though if they're two good ones, there's still only just been two of yeah, them. Yeah, hardly a franchise. Um, and The Incredibles, which is also... Incredibles came number one. No, Incredibles is my favourite movie ever. Yeah. But that's not a superhero movie franchise. No, that is two movies about superheroes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's just a short little... Just a, a little fun conversation I wanted to have just with the a shot. little deviation into tomfoolery. 
tomfoolery sure I thought it, I was just looking I look at all these uh, things every single week I just sometimes want to bring them to you because these are the things I read and I roll my eyes and I go there's no way The Incredibles is one even if I love The Incredibles yeah, come I, on now I would say The Incredibles franchise is about two and a half movies because you have the Jack Jack bonus feature on the deleted scenes of the original. <laughs> Two and a quarter. Two and a Okay, fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Sean, we're moving on to our next piece of news. And we are going to Legendary Entertainment. Ooh. Who have recently revealed, or released, I should say, Godzilla vs. King Kong. Oh, yeah. I forgot and that was coming out. It, it's already out, Sean. And oh. it's making a lot of money at the box office, is what I'll say. Excellent. So, good to see with... Uh, given the state of film releases and things like that recently. Like it, it, has the well. highest, it has the highest domestic box office in the USA uh, opening weekend since the COVID pandemic started. Right, okay. And all it took was a big gorilla and a big lizard. To be fair, I was talking to um, one, one of my friends and he was like, oh, my little brother is so excited about the movie. And I was like, what age is he? And he was like, oh, he's 11. And I was like, if I was 11... And there was a movie called Godzilla vs. King Kong. He was like, all my brother's been talking about for months this <laughs> film. And I was like, you're goddamn right. I would be the exact same. And yeah, because like, that's just the coolest thing in the world when you're 11. Yeah. It's like two monsters yeah. fighting. Fighting each other. That's why Power Rangers was successful. Yeah, exactly. That's how Pacific Rim did so well. Um, but we, our news is that Legendary Entertainment has more Monsterverse movie ideas coming, says one of their executives. That's Mr. Josh Grode, the CEO. Um, this is off the back of the fact that, obviously, uh, Godzilla vs. Kong has made so much money that they have now decided that there is a market for a franchise that includes monsters punching each other until we're all happy. Right. Okay. Don't hate this idea. I thought I. Okay. I feel like this is something that they've already been doing, though. With like, I get, granted, it's mainly been Godzilla and Kong so far. So I guess they're trying new big monsters that they're going to go with. Do you, do you have like a Mothra film by himself? A Mothra. And then bring in the other two. Are you talking like Joker style origin for Mothra? He's dancing down some stairs, but he's crushing every step. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. King Ghidorah. Kind of. You could do like a prequel film before Godzilla King of the Monsters kind of time prequel that's a monster fucking ridiculous film. sentence I just said <laughs> I'm really sorry prequel monster films what are we going to see the egg what the fuck is this shit I don't, I don't know maybe you have that uh, the, the, he was bullied in school that's what turned him bad he, he was doing stand up comedy and no one was laughing and that was the problem <laughs> And then he was invited on a talk show. He just couldn't get into the chair. He's like, this isn't fair. <laughs> but like, okay, so what other, like, because maybe they do, I'm, I, do they do original monsters? Like, in which case it's just like, here's an animal, but it's big. Uh, I think what happens is you eventually get to the point where Godzilla and Kong are friends. Mm. And then they're, it's like a tag team. So oh, it's Godzilla, wow. and, Godzilla and Kong versus Matra. And King, um, King, King, what was his name? King Ghidorah. King Ghidorah. Interesting. So they all team up together. Okay. Yeah, there's like, and it just turns into WWE, I'm assuming, at some stage. Because you can't do a prequel for a monster. So you just eventually just end up with, you have Godzilla, and you bring in a new monster for him to punch for a while, every movie. That's, 
That's true. And at what point does Earth just decide, we're done with this, I'm leaving? <laughs> Every city destroyed. Just in ruin. Uh, like, unless you tie it into like the Pacific Rim universe. And now... Yes! Like, Fuck! Now like, they're fighting back. Who owns Pacific Rim? Is that legendary? Uh, no, I don't think it's legendary. Oh, who the fuck? I, I actually don't know. You can look that up. I will. I, do. I don't know that off the top of my head. Uh, the da, 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 da. Music by, edited by, production company's legendary pictures. It is not. It oh, is. shit. <laughs> yes. Oh, shit. We're taking some robots versus some Mechagodzilla versus some Godzilla versus King Kong Fatal 4 and then eventually there's an even bigger threat and everyone has to team up <laughs> against Mecha King Ghidorah. <laughs> Mecha King Ghidorah Matra. child. They've all, yeah, they've Megatron or Megazorded themselves in. They've all joined together and King Kong just becomes one of the arms. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually really ex- I hope they do that. I hope they go like... Fast and Furious level ridiculous with this movie. And, like, obviously I want Vin Diesel in it. If we're going to do with that style, I want Vinny driving around the city, just, like, not caring. Just, just tie it in with Fast and Furious as well. Yeah, so like I think join, this, join them all in. Just make, like, fuck it, who cares? How about we just gather everyone together and we make one film and then we call it one all film. quits. There's no and more the, after that. It'll be the best film. It'll be the best film Go ever. <laughs> <laughs> this film costs 70 billion dollars to make but my god is it beautiful <laughs> the um i am i'm not mad at that and look i'm glad the movie is doing well obviously we can't go to the cinema right now to see it um mm. but uh, it is on my list of things to watch because it looks like just fucking dumb they're going to call it the monster verse is that not already what do you taken think by someone i thought that was taken by um paramount yeah Unless they haven't actually done anything with it yet. Uh, you can have the no, Monsterverse uh, yeah, and the Big Monsterverse. The Big, Big Monsterverse. The Mecha Monsterverse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Mecha Monsterverse. The Mecha Monsterverse. But if, if Mecha Godzilla fights a Pacific Rim ro- robot, surely then it's just two robots fighting each other. Where's the emotional attachment? Uh, Chris Hemsworth plays Mecha Godzilla's son. Oh fuck! I'm back in. Yeah. I'm back in. Russell Crowe's like he's the only man that can do it. <laughs> oh yeah, Russell Crowe plays Mecha Godzilla, <laughs> and Luke Hemsworth plays the arm. Yeah, go get him. <laughs> he just he keeps fist pumping. It's all he can do. <laughs> um, so, John, we are finishing this week um, with the news of Miss Black Widow. Mm. Um, we have the trailer that has just dropped. And it's an interesting one because obviously that just dropped, I should say, it dropped last week. But um, it's about a movie that should have come out last April yeah. and has since been pushed to July for July ninth of this year. And so it'll be released on Disney Plus and uh, in theaters at the same time. Yeah. And so this is a weird one because they had to just basically stop doing trailers for a year. And now they're coming back and they're just going to have to slowly start ramping it up again. It is weird. And looking at this trailer, you can kind of see that because a lot of it is old footage. Like a lot of it is footage from Endgame and Civil War and the original Avengers, all of that stuff. Um, So Mm. I think they've run out of footage they can show without being like a bit spoilery about it. 
but yeah, and I, can, and I can understand that. Like, not every movie has to release six trailers. No, but true. this one has to release. The, this one has to release the teaser, then the three trailers, and then the movie's meant to come out, and then you have twelve months off, and then you have to release like probably another two trailers before you get to the film. How do you think No Time to Die feels? <laughs> They're just like, fuck. <laughs> we have to release another one, do we? Fuck. Oh no! Like, it, to be fair, I am happy that this is going to Disney Plus. I always thought it would. Um, I th- I think it's kind of tough that like, fuck, like they held out as long as they could releasing this. I think. Um, yeah, and and even just watching the trailer itself, like what I will say is the stunts look amazing in this. Yes, they do. Um, like in terms of action set pieces, this looks to be on like Winter Soldier level of production. The the bit that really got me is you know that bit when they're dropping out of the sky. I don't know what's happened. Yeah, but there's a plane after being exploded, and they're just dropping free fall. Her versus Taskmaster, and yeah. they slide along the piece of glass. And I was like, oh shit, that looks sick. That look, it, it looks so good. We get a bit more of Taskmaster in this, and it seems... I wanted to ask you about that, because I know Taskmaster is your favourite person that's ever lived. Taskmaster's my dude, I fucking love Taskmaster. It seems to be, like, we did a Hero or Zero on him, I think last year, um, kind Mm. of when this movie was to come out, or the last trailer we got, maybe. But he seems to be kind of at the point where, for for those that don't know, Taskmaster has a thing that he has very terrible memory um, he can look at something and instantly copy it but it, that pushes old information out of his brain basically so he has a handler who he trusts implicitly and does anything he's told I think there's a they're actually bringing a lot of those elements into it because you see someone whispering into his ear being like yeah bring her back and I'm assuming it's someone who's involved in the, the spy organisation yeah whether it's the, the red room or whatever it was um, but Taskmaster in this is just fucking copying all the Avengers moves, man. It's like he oh, watched. Yeah, it's really good. He watched every fight that they've ever been in, and he's about to use them all against Black Widow. And th- th- I think that that's why the the shots at the start of like going back through previous battles, like we're seeing that. But Taskmaster has always also seen all of those fights. Yeah, from whatever footage exists. Whatever, yeah, whatever footage is this, he has studied it. It's like a football player, uh, like studying all the games to see where they messed up. Except he's doing that in advance so he can fuck people up. And the only person that Taskmaster can fight in the comic books is Deadpool, because Deadpool is too erratic and unpredictable. Yeah. Whereas everybody else has a fighting technique that they use. So he would just have to watch Black Widow for 10 seconds. And he knows her whole fight. It's basically the end of Civil War with Tony Stark fighting Captain America, but every fight he's ever in, he does that. Yeah, and he eventually like becomes so used to it that he anticipates your next move, and that's how he wins. Uh, yeah. So you need and so to you have to basically him. you need to surprise him and probably take him out within nine seconds of meeting him. Yeah, it's there's yeah one of our one of our favorite games is uh, Batman Arkham City. And mm. it's, you know, the Mr. Freeze fight where you can't do the same thing twice. Yeah, it, the game learns every time you, like, you're facing Mr. Freeze in a battle. So if you drop from the ceiling and get him, the next time he just freezes all the ceilings. So you have to do something else the next time. Yeah, there's a very similar fight in Spider-Man PS4 and it's against Taskmaster. 
Oh, interesting. It's like, it's, it's, it's the, per- I don't know why I never thought of it before. It's like the perfect one to one translation of a character where you can't, you have to be unpredictable in the fight. It's really cool. Um, like, if you uppercut him once, you will never be allowed to uppercut him again. Exactly. Yeah. Cause he'll be like, oh, he's doing this. Stopped. Or you can't throw yeah. things at him with webs because he'll grab the web and break it. It's, it's really cool. I think it's, it's going to be some of the best fighting I think we've seen in the MCU of late. We're getting some of it in Falcon and Winter Soldier, um, but we haven't had a lot of hand-to-hand spy stuff in the movies recently. So this will be cool to see. Yeah, and, and I think that seeing old Natasha as a child was really cool. And like you've seen the, the family dynamic that she had there. Yeah. And I think that like adds a whole other level to the character that we never got before. Yes, and like I'm, I'm thinking about this as well. The timing of it is interesting coming out in July because it puts it right after I think the Loki series ends. And we did yes. a quick chat about the Loki series last week, and I thought I saw Black Widow in that trailer. But that movie is meant to. This movie is meant to come out the year before, though. I, so I'd be mad if they made that connection. It would be. But wouldn't it be class? <laughs> wouldn't it be? Unless, I mean, it would be as simple as getting Tom Hiddleston up in front of a green screen and bringing in Scarlett Johansson and just having one scene. That, you know what? It, like, and, and again, I'm I'm absolutely thinking out of my arse here. Like, it's, yeah. it's definitely not that. But, but wouldn't, wouldn't, it, be wouldn't class? it be class? <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't it be class? <laughs> um, yeah, I what I still think the white suit looks great. By the way, so, I just yeah. think that's like a really. It's just a great suit because you constantly you're used to that character always wearing black. So the white is just like a nice change of pace, and I just think it like shines on the screen. You're just like that's the hero. She's all in white fighting bad dudes. Exactly. Yeah, and it's like the complete opposite. For, like Black Widow is always this kind of morally grey character, but it's like she's fully good in this movie, which is nice. um... Yeah, and and I think it's interesting to say, like, she's like, oh, I've lived a lot of lives and I've made mistakes, and it's between choosing who the world wants you to be and who you are. I think this could be a really good character-driven plot for her. Unfortunately, she's dead, so there's nothing to come out of this. And they show the death in the trailer. (laughs) Yeah, so we know she's definitely dead, but this movie would have done so great in 2012. You should have done it then. This movie would have been like unreal in 2012, like straight after, um, what was it? Straight after Ultron. This would have been amazing. That that would have been around 2015. Yeah, like even if it came after Ultron in 2015, like I think you get so many people in because we'd seen her and she's like, okay, super spy. And we've seen some slight flashbacks in that film. But then you can delve fully into like the fact that she was basically brainwashed, broke out of the brainwashing, has carved her own life trying to make up for her past mistakes. And now in this film, she goes back to basically break everybody else out. Yeah. It's like, And also, David Harbour looks... like th- This movie, I think, has more heart than it looks like because David Harbour is like... Seems to be like a dad who lost his kids nearly in this yeah like, I, no, like I, a man I think full it, of regret i think it looks really really great um and so i'm excited about it again for another trailer after a year <laughs> let's be excited about this one let's choose to <laughs> be excited. excited 
I'm excited about movies! Yay! <laughs> Sean, that is the end of this week's Movie Mondays. What a way to end the show with excitement. Uh, Yay! <laughs> thank you everyone for listening to this episode of Movie Mondays. We will be back Wednesday with Weird News Wednesday, Friday with Hero or Zero, and next Monday with another episode of Movie Mondays. Big thanks goes out to everyone who supports us over on the old Patreon page. Um, everyone who supports us over there absolute heroes we have a little game where we change names every week and mm. so i'm just gonna quickly give big thanks big shout out goes to waffles lovely sorry i've wow what a start <clears throat> he'll read anything you put down but he also can't read it is a mystery <laughs> i have been guessing for years uh, <laughs> waffles loves you and says protect trans youth lgbtqia plus rights are human rights F- mm. very true that was the what the fuck up that was, <laughs> that was the Really it looks suspicious. I just can't read. I'm just an idiot. Uh, <laughs> thank you also goes to Kira Lawler, David Clark, Ed Ball, Joe, Cool, 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 Tight, 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 No Doubt, No Doubt, No Doubt, Bernie, uh, Raymond, Gasp, Dios Mio, uh, Clutches at Pearl's Ging. That, come on, that's a you can do better than that. <laughs> Dios Mio. Oh, this is the meaning. Uh, Raymond, <gasps> Dios Mio. Yes. <laughs> Roisin, Robbie Williams, the CGI monkey enthusiast, Halley, Ryan Satron, Paint Evanson, Sean's Fear for a Head, Jameson, Dominic, Josiah, Florida, Gal Green, Anna, Maureen has the fry on Helmroos, and Lil Dicky. All we are saying is give peace a chance, and if you like it, have the whole pie, McGrew. Oh, nice. That's, that's beautiful. That's a beautiful way to end and continue on. All with those the week. lovely people got access to our recent Batman Mask of the Phantasm review as well. Yeah, so they got the heroes be enthused about a movie, which is weird. Uh, weird. I don't. I love movies. I love movies. Yay! So yeah, that is over on the Patreon. Five dollars plus a month gets you that, and um, plus access to the whole back catalogue, and also our little chit chat that we do about Falcon and the Winter Soldier every couple of weeks. Um, so mm. head on over to there if that interests you. There's also a merch shop down below if you want to get some t-shirts or hoodies or hats or anything like that. We're on Twitter at Heroes for Hire Pod. The four is number four. Facebook, Heroes for Hire Podcast or Detective Devilman's Discussion Group. Instagram, Heroes for Hire Podcast or email any questions or queries to Heroes for Hire underscore at Outlook.com. But I think that's about think, it, Connor. I think so. So I have been Connor Lawler. I have been Sean Mead. I'll see you next week, guys. Bye. Bye. 
Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. 